0: CHAPTER 57 From Tyke's vantage point, he could see Althod patiently sitting on the king's throne and whispering to one of his guards. The guard nodded and signaled to his comrades. They struggled to keep two wildcats connected to their chains. They were much larger than Tyke thought they should be. They looked starved, angry, and deadly. Tyke began grunting and trying to break his shackles. His throat was dry and his energy was low. Could he freeze the shackles off? Althod looked ready to set them free as he pointed towards Tyke and promptly put his hands behind his back. The impatient beasts roared ferociously and broke free of their chains. They shook their heads, their collars still around their thick necks. They ran together, snapping their jaws towards Tyke. As Tyke tried to get Ilse's attention, the girl was momentarily stuck inside Reshma's ring of fire. Tyke knew he wasn't going to get any sort of immediate help, He screamed as the first pounced and sank his jaws into his calf. Screaming, he strained to look at them, to move away or save himself with a spell. He was pinned too closely to the wall. He couldn't move or resist their attacks. He felt their powerful claws scratching at his pants and shirt and felt pain tearing up and down his body. He thought he heard Ilse scream. However, the deafening roars of the beasts stole his attention as they clawed at his flesh. Ilse! he cried. As if coming to his bidding, she zoomed out of the firing and into the wall next to him, her chest heaving uncontrollably. The beasts suddenly collapsed and Tyke let out a cry of relief. Ilse dropped a dagger as it clanged loudly on the ground. Bresma gradually stopped attacking her icy prison and instead looked up at Tyke and Ilse. It smelled strongly of rank, dead carcasses. Ilse furiously cast a strong ice spell and crushed the shackles that held Tyke's arms up. Tyke fell onto Ilsi and she barely kept him from toppling them on top of the dead animals. I've got you, Ilsi murmured shakily. Tyke replied with a kiss on her forehead. Guards, bring them here, Althod said lazily. Let me out of this, Reshma roared, burning everything in sight. Reshma was still stuck in Ilsi's ice and she couldn't move forward, but she was trying to melt the ice anyway. She waved her hands and fire spat everywhere. Her powers did nothing and it made her angrier. The guards tried to approach the fireweaver, and at the last moment, Ilse waved the spell away. Reubens quickly motioned with his head towards Reshma and a few soldiers ran towards her. Her throbbing throat sang out a haunting alto solo as she flexed her muscles. Blue fire suddenly erupted from her hands and lit them brightly like two mighty torches. Her feet were also aflame. She threw her head back and a torrent of fire spewed out of her mouth like a dragon. The handful of soldiers rightfully kept their distance at the sudden explosion. Reshma's fierce eyes flecked with fire. She used her feet to kick aside a few of the magic reflective shields that came too close. She violently threw punches and kicks with swift accuracy. Every one of the soldiers fell to the ground, clutching themselves where they received major burns. She pounded the ground with her fists enveloped in flames and sent a circular wave of fire around her, destroying everything in its path. The other soldiers shuddered in fear behind their shields and Althod held up his hand calmly to deflect her flames. Tyke and Ilsie stared in horror. There were small heaps of ashes strewn across the stone floor. The only thing that protected them was a shield of ice they created together. Resma took a deep breath and opened her mouth, spewing fire from her throat towards Althod. Althod raised his hands and cast lightning sparks out of his hands. He shoved his hands forward as if to push his power and sent the whirlwind of fire and storm back at Reshma. The flames naturally glazed over its maker, but the shock fizzled over Reshma's body and shook her frame. She shook unnaturally and collapsed on the ground. Take her back to the throne, Althod said to a soldier, motioning to Reshma. Smoke rose from her body. Ilsi's eyes glazed over with tears. Rubens, shocked at everything that happened so quickly and suddenly looked around and realized there was one soldier besides Rubens alive to command. He bowed slightly and dragged Reshma onto her feet and back to the throne. She had no energy to fight back and sat limply in the chair, shackled. My liege, Rubens cried, approaching his master and bowing. It pleases me deeply to serve you. You pig, Ilse muttered darkly, struggling under Tyke's weight.
1: "'Yes, I appreciate your faithfulness. "'Now if you excuse me, I have matters of importance to attend to,'
0: "'Althod said and casually flicked his hand towards the door. "'But sire,' Reuben squeaked, "'I found the last person you need.' "'Yes, and?' "'Sire, don't I deserve anything for my tireless service?' Reubens said. He sounded like a starved man. Reubens, I owe you
1: nothing. Now please go about doing your
0: job. Althod interjected. Reubens' eyes went glossy, his face flushed in shame and humiliation as he left the throne room with a half-hearted bow. He gave one last scowl to Ilse before closing the door. Althod, not even slightly phased, turned to Ilse and
1: "'You have disposed my soldiers,'
0: Althod said, gesturing to the floor.
1: "'If you want this woman to live to see another day, I would suggest coming over here.'"
0: Ilsie set her jaw and helped Tyke shuffle slowly the few yards it took to approach Althod. She still gave him a wide berth. She wanted to swift herself and Tyke out of here, but she wouldn't dream of leaving Reshma there captive. "'Why are you doing this?' Ilse asked tersely. You want me, don't you? Why bother wasting your abilities tormenting everyone else around you? I
1: can tell Ladala has been filling your head with lies. Althought answered. She has been fooling you to think I want to control our known world. Is that really true? Forgive me if I can't imagine the reason why my protector would lie to me more than you have to your men. Why should I trust you when you are responsible for the death and enslavement of my clan and other cities? It's because of you my mother is dead! Ilse cried. Oh, don't include me in tribe squabbles!
0: Althod tisked. I didn't create that wall. It was made to keep people like you out! Tyke grunted.
1: Had you come quietly... "'You would have spared yourself and others a lot of the heartache,'
0: Althought answered, his eyebrow arched, waiting for a rebuttal. "'Don't listen, Ilse,' Tyke warned quietly.
1: "'He can't really be the brains behind your brawn. Don't you see? They have their own plans for you, and they intend on keeping you happy only to help them reach their
0: own gains.' Althod said, smoothly. His yellow eye flickered with curiosity.
1: No one else but me really understands and respects your amazing abilities. My dear, this isn't about manipulation. This is about progress.
0: Althod said.
1: I have researched, studied, and meditated longer than your time spent on this earth. In my searching... I have discovered a way to heal our planet and rid itself of corruption. Unfortunately, I'm the only one willing to do what it takes. I could be the ultimate sacrifice and heal this world of its sickness, pain, and agony, and in return be granted the power to live eternally,
0: Althod said, shaking his fist
1: ilsi with your power i could finally unlock the way to doing such your reward would far surpass what ladala or any other meddling creature could offer you
0: Ilsie didn't blink the entire time althod spoke her eyes were fixated on althod's golden eye as he spoke all she could think about was her father friends and allies in her mind they were all visible and they were looking to her They were looking for a leader to deliver victory. They looked sad, as if they were sad to see Ilse go, but they nodded to her. It's your destiny, their eyes said. We will honor you and your sacrifice. She squeezed her eyes shut, willing the vision away. No, Althon, I know this trick, Ilse growled.
1: I won't sacrifice myself to you and your own wishes. Your plans could never take my pain away, and it certainly couldn't bring my dead mother back. I could never forgive you, nor believe your silly lies. Your brave words sting me a bit, but your permission wasn't exactly a requirement,
0: Althod said. Ilse looked around and realized that she was standing an arm's length away from Althod. She had left Tyke on the steps and she didn't even realize it. He was still telling her to stop listening to Althod. Reshma was still quiet and heavy. He then pointed his fingers and cast a spell in a low, bass voice. A deep purple glow suddenly surrounded his hands and he shoved his hands forward towards Ilse. A beam erupted from his hands and shot towards her direction. Ilse recoiled in shock. The beam shot her directly in the heart. Instead of collapsing to the ground, she remained standing, with her arms outstretched and her feet apart like a star. Her head flew back, as she felt something whooshing around her and tugging at her chest. Her heart throbbed with pain and she had a hard time breathing. The air around her sucked at her breath and she couldn't inhale any air in return. She panicked and tried to scream, but couldn't hear her own frantic pleas. Just when she thought her eyes would roll back and pass out, her chest inflated to normal size and she took in big gulps of air. She felt much better, to the point she felt more awake and there was nothing to worry about. She finally collapsed on the floor, but falling to the ground felt like floating on air. She couldn't quite put her finger on her concerns, but thought that after a long sleep, she would remember. But sleep would come first. Ilse! Tyke screamed. Ilse sprawled against the floor. Blood trickled from a nasty cut on her forehead. Her head shifted weakly, her eyes half open. She didn't move. Tears streamed down Reshma's empty face as she weakly struggled against the grip, her wrists bleeding. Tyke crawled towards Ilsie's body without being deterred. He looked into her empty face and put a bloody hand to her brow. "'No!
1: No!'
0: Reshma whispered, her head hanging heavily. "'This isn't happening!' Althought rested his arms after holding them out and took a few deep breaths. He swayed his head from side to side like a ferocious animal. His face became more wrinkled and scorched than before, but his grin made his face even uglier. The castle walls began to shake and everyone could feel everything rumbling. "'As you both shall see,' Althod said, facing Tyke, "'I believe you will find
1: this girl's end far more graceful and merciful than your own.'
0: He neared Tyke, unsheathed a long sword, and held it at Tyke's throat. Tyke breathed heavily, his eyes full with anger." a flicker of yellow. You coward! Killing a woman! He raged under his breath. You make it too easy for me to destroy you! Althod exclaimed, pulling Tyke's face closer to his own face and sword. That's what traitors get! Althod loosed his grip on Tyke and walked away. The rumblings became more evident. Ilse's body shifted with the rumbling. Tyke gritted his teeth. It was hard for him to control himself any longer. He felt wicked, wild. The beast was somehow coming alive. Tyke let out a blood-curdling scream as he buckled under insanity and fell back to his knees. He clenched his shoulders as he felt the pain in his spine. Fur covered his flexed and shaking limbs. His clothes couldn't hold their stitching and tore like wet paper. Long claws scratched at his face as he felt the pain of his nose elongate into a fierce snout. Tyke the wolf was ravaging, his fur standing up as he bore his lengthy teeth. He snorted and roared like a lion.
1: You didn't know I could transform you, didn't you? Didn't think I'd discover your devilish secrets? With Ilse's powers, I can meddle with yours, too. You're going to have to get used to this. This isn't another one of your
0: phases, Althod said, still not facing him. He turned around and bellowed a spell aloud. Tyke as a wolf shrieked and whined as he transformed into an even more vicious creature. He was much larger and demonic, ugly with matted fur and long fangs. His fur was splotchy as though he was covered in mud. His back arched and he scratched at himself violently. Reshma stared in horror at the scene before her. The creature looked up at Reshma with hunger, but Althod gestured towards the exit. The beast instead sped out of the room, barking at anyone who came near him. The room was silent again, except for Tyke's growls, still audible throughout the corridors. Alpha turned his gaze towards Reshma, who used her strength to keep her eyes open and her head up. Don't you feel
1: the cosmos shifting? I can already feel it.
0: Shut up! Reshma returned hollowly. "'It's a pity I couldn't work with you like you so boldly offered,' Althod said, gripping her face with one hand. "'But I am afraid your business is faulty and
1: worthless. It was rather valiant of you to try and protect this girl. Ilse is her name. However, it was a
0: grave mistake to lie to me.'" She was about to protest when suddenly he raised a hand to the strike. A zap of green light, and Reshma disappeared from plain view. No! You can't do this! You will destroy everyone! Everything will die! Reshma's voice cried out. I believe
1: I just did. I have done the impossible, my dear. I can control Entice, Understanding, Fortune, and Swift. I have learned to take people's souls and permanently transform people into vicious animals and invisible nobodies.
0: Althod, still facing the deceivingly empty chair, flicked his hand upwards by the wrist and the shackle broke and clattered to the ground. I would suggest
1: you find a good spot to observe what is to come,
0: Althod said.
1: You will likely not outlive my plans for humanity.